That's right, the best 60 minutes of your day, the homer hour, the busiest homer hour ever. Because when the Bucks fired Adrian Griffin and now hired Doc Rivers, I thought, I got to hit Tony Smith. Tony Smith has to, has to know everything there is to know about Doc Rivers, plus the firing of a coach after so few games when they did have an outstanding record. I believe it was done totally by the owner, Wes Edens. He's very, very aggressive over the top. And uh, I think he did no longer one of the guys head coach, and uh, so found uh, he's he's as I put he's he wants to win, he's very competitive. But if he loses, he's much more comfortable losing with Doc Rivers than he is with Adrian Griffin in terms of giving winning the best shot. Why they didn't hire Doc Rivers before? I don't know. Um, he didn't even I don't know if they interviewed him. He didn't make the final three. But enough from me. Joining now is Marquette Hall of Famer Tony Smith. I'm sure you played against Doc Rivers, didn't you? I did. Yeah. My first game in the league, yeah. He was good, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. I see you're still yelling, too, by the way. I am. I can't Very help Very nice. It. I'm trying. Benny Brust had you uh, amped up there. He did, yeah. yes. All right, so uh, when you first heard that the Bucks had fired their coach after 41 games, yeah. what did you think? Uh, it sounded weird. Okay. I didn't think they would make a change in the middle of the season before the All-Star break. Just seemed kind of, uh, especially with the record given. I mean, I'm looking at it from the outside, of course. So uh, it's like 30, no, but you're 30, a former NBA. I know, player but it's like 30. Well, it's like 30 and 13. I'm like, okay, but people were panicking early in the season, though. That was the weird thing. People were like, something's not right. It's not. It's not. Doesn't look good. But they're referring to the defense. Bucks right. aren't playing any defense. They're just trying to outgun everybody, and we know how that plays out. It's going to be hit or miss, night in and night out, with the outgunning. Now you got some big guns. <laughs> you got Giannis and you got Dame. Those are big guns to have, but uh, some nights, somebody else's gun's going to be shooting pretty good, and you're going to lose some of those games, and that's what they saw. So defensively, they couldn't stop anybody. A lot of people were complaining immediately about that. Right. Were you? So uh, No, I wasn't worried because, you know, you and I, we, we don't worry about the early in the season. We worry about after the All-Star break, how are you looking then? You should be rounding in the form mm-hmm. uh, right after the All-Star break. Uh, you know, get some guys healthy after the All-Star break. That's when you're getting ready. That's when you start paying attention, right? So I wasn't worried. I just thought that you lost Drew Holiday. What do you think the defense best, is going to do? One of your best defense. Yeah, but that's, well, here's what people understand. So you lost Drew Holiday. Doesn't doesn't it's not as simple as okay, this one little piece is missing. That affects everything else. Drew is the top of the defense, right? I I played the position defensively at the point guard. You're the top of the defense. That's what every good coach told me. So um, people are everybody's looking at you defend, right? And if they don't believe that you can keep that guy in front of you, they have a different uh, attitude as far as guarding. Now I got to be, I got to help a little more. I got to be ready to help more because I know he can't stay in front of that guy. It, it changes everything. Is, is basically what I'm saying. There's a trickle down effect from knowing that the guy out top can't guard anybody. And I'm not saying Dame can't guard anybody, but he's nowhere near the defender that Drew Holiday is. So should they have fired him? I mean. No and yes, I guess I, w- I would say I would say no because I don't think that this team in general is a good defensive team, no matter who's coaching it. Correct. So it ain't Adrian Griffin's fault that the team can't play defense. It's the personnel's fault. So somebody asked me, I think it was Gary Ellison, asked me what moves would I make. I said, well, uh, did, he, did I want Doc to coach? And I was like, no, not unless they change personnel too because <laughs> – He's going to look just as bad, right? Uh, the defense ain't going to get any better if you don't get any players in there. 
right? You need some P.J. Tucker's back. Uh, you need some, uh, you know, some Wesley Matthews back, those type of guys. Maybe, you know, younger guys, younger versions of those guys, but those type of guys you need to get back if your defense is going to improve. You need perimeter defenders. Uh, you still got Giannis and Lopez in there as good as anybody on the but defensive I end. will. I will accept this. Have I not yelled as much? As no, I've you're, good. you're good now. All right. I haven't riled you up yet. Yeah, no. The Bucks have a better chance with Doc Rivers as head coach than Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin. I'll say that. Right. Well, but I don't know how much. Correct. But. That was my point I was going to make because you know me. I don't, I don't give coaches a lot of credit uh, or a lot of blame. Mm-hmm. So um, there's going to be a, a small difference. I mean, he's a first-year coach. I mean, what do you expect from a first-year coach? Right. And then a, a Hall of Fame coaching career like Doc. Of course, there's going to be a little difference, right? But uh, is it going to be enough to satisfy whatever – the ownership thought wasn't they weren't getting with Griffin. Is that going to be enough to satisfy? Yes, yes. I don't think it will. Okay, but it's going to be enough to satisfy. Not without one, personnel. It's going to satisfy one major thing, which I emphasize. Which is what? You hire someone hoping you win, but there's also a comfort level you require if you lose. I think if they lost, Wes Edens was to the point where he wasn't going to be able to handle it. Oh, he, yeah. He didn't course. like the Milwaukee Bucks being represented by Adrian Griffin, you pick whatever other. If, if they don't succeed. If they don't I, succeed. I can 100% see that, if yes. If they lose with Doc Rivers. But in that sense, that's a that's a weak, safe play, though. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's a weak, safe play, in my opinion. If if that is the reason, and that's the attitude, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go down with a big name at least. I'm not going to go down with a well, small name. Well, I'm, I'm, again, I'm hopeful. I listened to Homer, and he said, yeah, I got a better chance with Doc Rivers. Yes, we have the issue of the right. personnel. But how, am I, am I going to feel like I did everything I could to give us a chance to win? Now, again, the question is, Doc Rivers was available. Why wasn't he a part of this? And my answer is because I don't think Eden was a part of that process. It was probably the GM. They, looked, they brought three people. They got three finalists, um, Nick Nurse. Um, uh, Adrian Griffin, and then I think the assistant at, at Golden State. Yeah, it could have been also, I mean. But isn't yeah. that, that to me is weird, that you well, I was, had available a guy, and he, he wasn't even a finalist, now you've decided the guy. Uh, but, but think about this. So, first thing, you look at you look at that team, and you're like, this is a championship team, right? right. Yes. Um, and then you go ahead and make a, a switch, and you're still like looking at the roster. Oh, okay, this definitely, this roster can get it done. They, they have enough to get it done. That's what right. you're thinking. Correct. So, now, uh, like management, people in power tend to think, like, okay, who do I want in there? Do I want someone who is going to be easier to handle? Adrian Griffin's going to be easy. He's a first-year coach. He ain't going to say anything. Right. He's happy to be in there, happy to have the job. Uh, Doc's going to command some things when he comes so? in. Okay. He's, right. he, well, he ain't going to be like a uh, first-year coach. This is not his first rodeo. Correct. He's been around. He's right. probably going to have a little more input than Griff would have had. Or want a little more input. Well, yeah, he's going to have the input. Whether they want to take it or not is different. But he's definitely going to have some input to give, right? He's going to have some input to give. He's going to have some ideas and some th- and some thoughts on some things. And maybe they wanted to see if they could get away with not having that, thinking that, okay, my team is good enough. Do I really need to deal with the extra stuff from a, a Hall of Fame-type coach? Or can we get a young guy in here and we get a little more control like we want? I mean, because remember, they, the when Griff took the job, uh, Dame wasn't there. Right. He, he took the job with Holiday. Correct. <laughs> right, and then Dame comes in later, right? And then you also had the fiasco with Stotts. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Something is going on. 
something not good was going on behind the scenes. Well, uh, not only the defense on the court that you saw was the problem, but there was something else going on behind the scenes. Well, the fact that Stotts left is not a good sign because Terry Stotts <laughs> gets all. along with everyone. Right, not, so not maybe a good we sign. should call Terry Stotts. So, um, <laughs> good luck. I, I think it it appears odd. I think oh. you nailed it. I don't anticipate a huge difference in the defense. Not, Doc Rivers makes make him a better. Changes. Better. He's he's got uh, incredibly. He's one. He's he's a champion. He has right. the ring. He also has an incredible streak of pathetic playoff performances. Ahead three games to one or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, you have to be good enough to get there in the first place. He'll. Correct. I mean, I would feel like like when Boston when they had a good team. He he got to the conference semis or he got to the finals twice. Won one, and that's what that's the level that I want. So, do I think they're better? Yes. Do I think it's going to be uh, change as much as people want? No. Uh, I think this is the result of an owner overreacting and uncomfortable with whomever he's around with yeah. one individual's head coach. Yeah, and I, think, I think the thing you're going to get, first of all, you're going to get – they're going to be energized here early on, right, with, with the change. That's, yeah. just, that's just what happens with a coaching change. Everything's yep. energized. Someone lost their job. People are like, oh. You know, they got their antennas up now. So right. you're going to get guys playing harder, more more energized. Um, but we're going to see the difference. Really, Like Giannis is going to be Giannis still. Correct. Dame's going to be Dom. Dame still. Right. Those guys aren't worried. Middleton's going to be Middleton. Uh, it's the other guys who are getting playing time under Griff, and then some guys who maybe weren't getting playing time under Griff. Those are going to be the guys you're going to see the real shift in because now the guys that weren't getting times, they're going to feel like they have a chance. I've been in coaching change situations mm-hmm. where I wasn't getting time. And then I felt energized because, okay, this is a new coach. Like, whatever I felt like the last coach had against me that I wasn't playing, because I, I'm a player, I feel like I should be playing, right? So that's gone now. I got a new guy in here. I just got to go to practice, play hard. And, Let's see if this guy likes me. And if nothing changes with Doc Rivers, then you know you got to do something. Well, as, as a player, right, but I'm just no, – I agree, as a player. First, that's the one part of it. As an, as from the outside or as the GM, as the team, or as Doc looking, oh. they make any of those changes that occur because of difference of coach and whatever. If you end up going, man, this is same, it's pretty much the same here, <laughs> they've got time to right. do you've got, something. Yeah, you've got, you've got some time. but And it's you, more emphasized but, it needs to be done because you've now tried things with two different Yeah, guys. and I, I think they still have to – they still have to know they got to make roster moves. They right. have to know that right now. Um, because just alone because of the, the Dame Lillard holiday exchange, that exchange alone just crushes your defense, right? right? So you got to get guys up behind them that are going to be better defenders. And like I say, these guys uh, who haven't been playing, they might be energized, but are they better defenders? I don't know. Well, we don't know. We haven't seen them, right? They haven't been getting the time. So there's going to be definitely some changes, um, but I think guys are going to be excited about the change. Some of the guys are going to be excited if they're not getting time. Uh, and if they are getting time, they're going to be on their P's and Q's right now because they want to keep getting time. So I, th- I think in that sense it will help. But at the end of the day, it's it's all going to weed itself out. Like you're going to find out if this team can actually play defense right. no matter who the coach is. Well, I would say I, I think it's a positive thing in a little itty-bitty way. <laughs> I mean, it, Because it you're going to have even more information. You can't have two coaches any different than Adrian Griffin and Doc Rivers. Right. We've seen 43. We're now going to see 39. Well, also the schedule is getting harder. They had a very easy schedule. Right. Uh, but, I mean, I, listen, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I think that uh, you're going to get what you need from Doc as far as the team. You're going to get buy-in from the Stars. They, they respect Doc. There's no way they're not going to come in and, you know, 
uh, be defiant and not believe in what – nope, they're going to believe it. They, they've seen what Doc can do, right? So you're going to get that buy-in. That gives – when Giannis, Dame, Middleton buy-in, the rest of the team buys in automatically. Right. It doesn't matter. We so. don't know how much they didn't buy in with Aiden Griffin, but we don't need to. We know they're automatically buying in more well, I mean, now. Yeah, correct. Well, okay. well, that was they—they they definitely weren't buying in. People could see that, and really? I think yeah, a lot of people are, I saw complaining that. I mean, people who were at the games all the okay. time and watched all the games—they were definitely uh, aware of that. All right, this is the best. The Bucks do something. Who do you know? The Homer Hour is going to get in touch with immediately. Who is that? Who you? Oh, okay. Thank you. Hey, hold on. Can I can I just say one thing? I'm very happy about Joe Barry gone, baby. <laughs> I've been waiting my life. I've been waiting my whole life. What a great Thank intro goodness. to Jay Sewell. Well, try not to yell. I never yell, so oh I try not to have anybody else yell. Say it one more time, please. Thank goodness. Joe Barry's gone, baby. Jason Sewell, next. We'll get Rayman later. Uh, sorry, we had to get Tony on. Now- Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. You can't do better than this. First, Tony Smith talking about why the Bucks changed head coaches. Adrian Griffin is gone. Doc Rivers is in. And then he says, the last thing I want to say is, oh, yes, Joe Barry is gone. Yelled even louder than I could. And who better than to tell us how this occurred than Jason Woolley. Everybody needs Jason Woolley info on the Packers every day of the year. Good evening, Jason. Good evening, Homer. How are you? I'm awesome because now got the Bucks. Now we get Joe Barry. Take me through the last, I don't know, 48 hours or the end of the season and uh, all that occurred regarding Joe Barry prior to the announcement today. Yeah, well, I think it was pretty evident on Monday that Matt LaFleur's approach was a stark contrast to what he had done a year ago after they lost the final game of the regular season where he said flat out, I anticipate Joe being back uh, and then said that he didn't expect any real staff changes at all. He sent a very clear message, tried to preempt questions about Joe Barry, uh, saying that he was going to start meeting with the coordinators on Monday afternoon and that he was going to go through his process at his pace. And clearly, look, I think the clearest indicator that he knew this was what he had to do, even if it wasn't what he wanted to do, was the fact that if you read the press release and you read the quote, that is included in there from LaFleur. First of all, I think it's really important to note that that they parted, that he was dis- say that he was fired, it's a duties. Uh, it is that he will not remain the defensive coordinator. And as Adam Schefter said uh, in Rob Domofsky's piece, and I was told this as well, there I mean, they're at least talking about the possibility of him staying, staying on staff. Now, Well, doesn't that mean that, that the, the former Chargers coach would be the likely defensive coordinator, didn't they? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, but they did work together before, or do I have that fact wrong? I, you know, Vic Fangio is available now. If you're going to 
you want somebody to run the Vic okay. Fangio defense, then hire right. Vic Fangio, okay. you know. But yeah, and but realistically, I mean, I don't know. Like, I know, I think Joe's youngest is still in high school at one of the local high schools, and you know, as a dad, I can totally understand if he's willing to take a lesser job so he can stay in Green Bay and she can complete high school without having to like start a new high school as a senior somewhere else. So I don't think that that's a likely scenario, but it is something that they've discussed or are are discussing. So what that tells me between the announcement and this discussion and the quote that LaFleur has about how he's one of the best men he's ever encountered in coaching is that Matt LaFleur did what he had to do. He didn't do what he wanted to do. He did what he knew he had to do, and that is make a change. It is rare or would be rare for a coach to be let go as coordinator but stay on as a position coach. Am I right? I can't think of a time where that's happened. I'm sure there are examples of it. Uh, you know, for instance, and I know Tom Silverstein reported that Chris Gizzy is out as the strength and conditioning coordinator. Uh, and Chris is a former player. People remember him in 2001. He was a linebacker, number 57, running out during Monday night football against Washington the first Monday night game after the 9-11 attacks with the flag, exactly. And a great dude. And when LaFleur took over as head coach in 19, he promoted Chris Gizzy to coordinator, but Mark Lavat, who had been the longtime strength and conditioning coordinator, accepted a demotion to, like, an assistant job after being the guy for like a decade yeah. and that was the first time I could remember anybody doing that so I do think it's very rare I don't think it's likely with with Joe Barry but I also think it's worth noting you know there was no announcement today that they were parting ways with a bunch of assistants and when Joe Barry came in he didn't bring his own guys with him as opposed to say Patton who made you know a couple of different staff changes when he got the job under McCarthy so it feels like to me everything's on the table. Uh, I am a skeptic. I know Tausch has this uh, kind of pie in the sky idea of getting as a package deal Rex Ryan and Jim I, I don't want Rex Ryan. I, I, I want to be on record. Well, I, I don't want. I, don't I can't want wait for you. You and you. And, yeah, and 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 so I think that's that's one of the things we talked about this morning when we preempted you. Uh, so hopefully you can have that debate with Tausch later in the week. Is that. Does, does Matt LaFleur want a guy that, and I thought Tausch put it really well, takes up that much oxygen in the room? No. Um, He's got I, no I don't history so of, either. of doing such people. Correct. Now, what I would say is that I definitely believe he wants a coordinator who is capable of being the quote-unquote head coach of the defense, where yeah. basically he doesn't have to – worry about the defense. He doesn't have to get involved. He can certainly have conversations with coaches on that side of the ball and talk about ideas with the coordinator, but he doesn't want to have to meddle. And like obviously Zimmer for the end of the Joe Ferry that, period. But I don't know how I don't know those guys as well as you might in terms of who wants to be the guy. Like he's not gonna hire yeah, somebody I mean, who I wants don't... to be the guy, but he wants somebody who's strong or I mean good and I don't know, Zimmer I mean, Rex Ryan's at the top of the list to me on no. I don't know where the other guys rank that are veterans and 
Is Zimmer does Zimmer still want to be a coordinator and and yeah, does happy, Zimmer happy being like, Fritz Shermer? Would, you can be Fritz Shermer, but not Rex Ryan. How's that? Yeah, and I would I, I would say this if if Mike Zimmer, who is in his sixties, I believe, uh, probably can fact check me on that, but mid sixties even maybe, um, I, I would say that. I think he probably realizes that if he wants to keep coaching, it will be coordinating a defense again and never being a head coach again. Um, Pebble says he's you know, 67. The guy, yeah, there you go. Uh, thank you, Pebble. Uh, I would also say that a guy now, and I don't think this is going to happen either, but one of my favorite coaches and a guy that I think would be great for them is Ron Rivera. Now, I yes. don't know what Ron Rivera wants to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just, you know, he's had two head coaching jobs. Uh, maybe he just wants to take some time, and I wouldn't blame him for that. I mean, not only did he work, you know, he got to a Super Bowl in Carolina, but not only did he work for two, you know, quasi-dysfunctional franchises, uh, but, you know, he also had to fight cancer at one point. So maybe he right. just wants to take he a break. Fit. But he would fit. I would fit. Yeah, I don't think he's a I got to be the guy type of guy. No. Vic Fangio is available now. Maybe he's that type of guy. Uh, but I don't think Staley, the other guy that I know some people have thrown out there, and my understanding, and we've talked about this before, is that Matt LaFleur doesn't want Mike Vrabel. And I don't think Mike Vrabel wants to work for Matt LaFleur. Like, Mike Vrabel, if Matt LaFleur doesn't get the head coaching job of the Green Bay Packers, I think there's a chance Mike Vrabel, I think there was a serious chance, and I know there were conversations about it, that Mike Vrabel was going to fire him and get a different yeah, I'm, offensive I'm coordinator. I'm in your club. That's, that, that's so he's not, the, he's not the guy. Do either. you have yeah. any thought? I know it's still kind of a guess, or is there a... Oh, I got my guy. I got my guy. I got oh, my who's guy. Who's your guy? Who's uh, your guy? I, I don't know. I don't know if, if he's LaFleur's guy, but I think there's a chance. And, and again... I have gotten a lot of things wrong. Six and eleven, all these yeah, things. No, no, season. forget. Get, get, come on, who? who uh, give me the. I did, but I did call Lafleur in the hiring process. That was my guy then in 2019. Wow. Uh, Gero, my guy is Gero Evero. He's so with uh, he worked, Denver. Or where well, he's, with some, he's so, been somewhere. So, so, yes. Yeah, so here is his current trajectory, and he just had. Today or yesterday, his second interview for the Atlanta Falcons head coaching job. So he's not getting that. Uh, That's fine. He's not. He's not getting that. We know that. I, 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 but but he's in. He's in the mix. So Everall. What do you like? What did you like a, about him then? And what do you like about him now? And is he the kind of guy you think Lafleur would be comfortable with? Answer all. Yeah, I think Lafleur. First of all, I think Lafleur loves him. So oh. Everall was actually a a defensive quality control guy under McCarthy back in 16 in Green Bay. Then in 17, he was in the, with the Rams with Matt LaFleur, who was the Rams offensive coordinator at the time, uh, working on defense in L.A. Then he, he was there for several years. He worked his way up. He was the safeties coach. He interviewed for the job when they gave it to Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in 22, he was Nathaniel Hackett's defensive coordinator in Denver, and their defense was pretty good despite all their their dysfunction. This past season, he was the Panthers' defensive coordinator, 
which their defense was pretty good considering all their yes. issues. Yeah. And and they have not and the Panthers have not let him out of their out of his contract either. They actually denied some interview requests for him. Uh, you can't deny him for head coaching jobs, but for another defensive coordinator job, you can. So they are still holding his rights. But when what they play Carolina, line, what round draft choice would you, Jason, will to give up to get him? Ooh, I, I don't know. All I all I know is is that when Matt Lafleur, this was after. So they played the Panthers on Christmas Eve, right? And it was after. After they had gotten whipped by the the Buccaneers, and the week of the Carolina game, so several days after the Buccaneers game, Lafleur delivered a lengthy soliloquy on how good of a coach he thinks Pajero Evero is. All right, would the and Packers be willing it, to give up a draft choice to get him? Do you think? Because that's what they have to do, right? Yeah, I mean, again, I I would. If if it comes to that now, if the if the Panthers don't hire him as their head coach, and they decide on someone else, then that guy would have the right to hire whoever he wants for his staff. So if I'm the if if I'm the Panthers, I have to let him go. So they they don't have to necessarily they won't have to necessarily pay that price. Now whether or not they do, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But my point is is that for Lafleur to like him. To that degree, um, I think that that's a pretty significant statement. Oh, I agree. And for, is there anything, if you go back and, else and that re- you think Lafleur likes as much or in the same well, neighborhood as this guy? Yeah, let me let me say one more thing about Evero too. Like he runs essentially the same system, he just runs it better, more effectively, and more aggressively. So it would also allow them to make a change without making like like if right. they hire. If they hire Mike Zimmer, he's basically a four-three guy, four, and I know three. teams play a ton of yeah. ton of sub package. So well, it's not I, really I want that to join your club. Huge if he's deal, available, Evero's the best choice. It should be the choice. That's what you're saying. I right? wonder, I, frankly, frankly, I wonder if for the last three years Matt Lafleur was wondering, God, why didn't I just hire him? Okay, all right. Yep. You can only have so many of these. I got them at the top of the list. Tell us, tell uh, on your show, give us as much information. You know, family, kids. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. I don't know what's the next step. Then what? What should everybody watch who thinks it's possible? What they? Uh, I mean, we—he's not getting a job well, in Atlanta. We know that, right? I can. But yeah, I don't. I don't know who they're going to hire there. Like, are they going to hire? Are they going to hire Belichick down there? I have no I don't idea. Know all things. Yeah, it's the, not going to be the last time. The last time Matt Lafleur went through this process, he interviewed nine guys. Including Barry and yeah. Evero and yeah, Jimmy he's not Leonard. doing nine this time, and, right? Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure about that. And if you look at that list, I included them in my story at Madison.com. That um, a bunch of those guys now have defensive coordinator jobs elsewhere. Like one's at, right. one's the Texans' defensive coordinator, one's the Jaguars' defensive All right, coordinator. I'm, so, this will be the last he, question because TVV's next. If available, hmm. he will be the next defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. That's your club, maybe not mine. Do you, is, can is not, that, are you comfortable a, with saying? Question. No, yeah, are you comfortable I'm not, I don't, with saying? I'm not, I'm not. No, I'm not predicting. No, I didn't I'm, say you. He's predicting. my guy. He's okay. the, you are. You said if he's available, he'll be the next defensive coordinator. That's a prediction. You Get could the have TVV. You could have. You could have edged it and said, "I'm not going that far," but 
this he's is what I He's my would say. guy. That's all you're going to say. He's the guy that I He's the guy that I think right. will or should be the guy. But who Do knows you if think he'll actually be available? I don't know. He's he is a very popular candidate. All right, I wouldn't okay. be surprised like if he got that. a head coaching job. Thanks, Jason. Okay. TVV and Nan Rayman, it's all coming up. Evero, Evero, Evero. Next. The three most important letters in sports. Even better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. I also want to mention Fisco Auto Body. Fisco Auto Body and Forest Home of Franklin. I tell everybody to go there because they'll like Fisco and then they'll like me. Here's how it works. You go there and they're good and they go, man, Homer knows what he's talking about. It helps my reputation. Fisco Auto Body and Forest Home in Franklin. Family business. Owned since 1931. It's not what they do. It's who they are. So by the time they're doing it for you, they're so good at it. It's easy. They can't tell you it's easy, but you'll know it is based on their quality. Fisco Auto Body on Forest Home in Franklin. So you'll like them, you'll have your auto body place, and you'll thank me, Fisco, 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 to remember the name. TVV, three-time Wisconsin Sportscaster of the Year. And where do you want to start? You got Joe Barry, and, and that should be our discount liquor uh, poll question, uh, Pebble. Which is more important, Bucks hire Doc Rivers or the Packers release Joe Barrier? What's the proper phrase for that? Uh, they... Did they release him, uh, TVV? I think he could end up being a coach, a position coach. I think that's what Matt LaFleur would like for him, but I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, I don't know. I, think, I, I definitely think there's still a strong relationship between the two of them, and I think that there is a respect for Joe Barry as a football coach, but it is time to uh, change the coordinator position. I would say that sums up Matt LaFleur's view. All right. Um, who's going to be the next uh, defensive coordinator? Uh, I know it's a long <sighs> shot. You can pass if you wish. Uh, any information you'd like to pass along? Uh, it's purely speculative. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I think, I uh, you know, Evero uh, would make uh, a lot of sense if he's not a head coach, but then you're probably bracing for him to be a head coach next year. I think the Packers are going to be good next year. With that, 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 you know, the, the, the rising tide floats all boats. So uh, then you're doing it all over again. So, you know, maybe you go in a different direction for somebody who's going to coordinate for a couple of years for you or a few years. So, um, you know, I mean, Zimmer, I, I hear the Zimmer, name Rivera. Or do those fit? In Rivera. That I mean, Rivera, I'll say R- Rivera intrigues me. Um, you know, uh, Martindale intrigues me. Zimmer's Zimmer's. I mean, Zimmer's up there as far as I'm concerned. Um, what too old you know, or too? Yeah, but out of the game, and uh, okay. you know, and, and and he's he's up there. I mean, Tom Clements is certainly contributing, so it doesn't mean you have to be yeah. thirty five years old. I mean, but, I got Rex Ryan uh, out of the mix. I don't want him. I don't think there's a chance that he's the guy. He I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't like that one. I, I don't. He overshadows the head coach in the operation. No, I don't think they do that. I think it's and and one of those other guys may as well. Uh, and Lafleur might be concerned about. You know, if, if I'm Matt Lafleur, I'm not hiring a first time coordinator to replace Joe Barry. I'm not hiring Al Harris. Even if I think you know that you like Al Harris, well, then you're hiring somebody uh, Leonard, else. I would hire coach. Leonard. You wouldn't hire Leonard. Well, he's been a defensive coordinator at, at least at the college level. I mean, right. uh, I mean, I I wouldn't discount Jim Leonard based on that, but I would discount these position coaches in the NFL who have not been a defensive coordinator for the hire this time around. I wouldn't understand that one. All right, let's get to the Bucks. Surprised? Sure, sure. Surprised by the timing because it's so rare. 
what is it, you know, the third highest winning percentage to be fired at, at this stage of his career um, or of a season. So, sure, I'm surprised because it is rare. So you I never think... really thought the Bucks looked that good this year, though, despite oh. the record. Right. I mean, they just never – there was excitement, you know, what was that, a week and a half ago or something, and, they, you know, Lillard hits this shot. And the first thing I think about <laughs> hit this shot, he gave up 142 points, and you had to have this, you know, these missed free throws and a dramatic shot to win it. Everyone's all excited about the win. How can you be that excited about the win if you're a legit – serious contending team. And I think that's been the gnawing feeling all season long with that team. But you didn't think he'd be the coach who get fired. No, I did not. I mean, I, no, this is my I question mean, for anybody again, or for the Bucks. They want to answer it. So I'll ask you, Doc Rivers was available when you picked this guy. Yes, he was. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So what changed? Well, they're going to say that the change, the, the roster changed after, you know, Adrian Griffin, it, it was hired. They're going to say that, you know, the, the, the trade of Lillard, the, the extension of Giannis, that changed the dynamic of this team. That is I a nice idea. It'll fall in line with the chronology, but yeah, you're right. Doc Rivers was available. Nick Nurse was available. We went to him. Terry Stotts was available, for goodness sakes, if you, if you wanted to do that. I mean, Jay Wright, who do you want to pick? You could have had the name then, and you probably still could have had the name now other than Nick Nurse. Do you think it makes much a difference? Much of a difference? Well, I, I think it must make a difference. Um, yeah, I think it must make. Now you're saying it get take a while to get all these changes implemented. So if you were if you had growing pains and learning curve and all that stuff to start the season, now you have that again. It's only fair to assume that. Uh, and before everybody jumps on board and, and gets to whatever page they're all going to get on at the end of the year. I mean, I, you know, there's plenty of talent on the Bucks roster. Again, they haven't even really looked good, and they have 30 wins. So there's plenty of talent there, but they haven't seemed like a threat all year. Maybe some of that's just because they were still trying to find that same page. Still got to do Raymond, so give me one last gem. I'm not telling you where to bring it from. I know you got a gem that I didn't get to. I heard you asking folks, uh, you, you, some of your respected people, what play they'll remember from the Niners yeah. game, Homer. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the Darnell Savage dropped interception. You're, you're a seven seed. You need to make plays. And uh, that was a play there to be made. Other things certainly contributed to the game. The Packers were dictating everything, even after that, until the missed field goal. The entire stadium swung at that point. And the Packers then played with desperation, Jordan Love included. But that was the, the swing of the stadium. So I say the missed opportunity by Daniel Savage and then the entire swing on the missed field goal, it was palpable. I have to tell you, it was palpable. Love changed the way he played after that miss. TVV, thanks. See you, Homer. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, Caller 5. Caller 5, Rain Man. 1-800-990-3776. Caller 5 next. The sports trivia competition, not for the weak of heart, not for the everyday man. This is Rain Man. At the top of the hour, we wanted to have Tony Smith to talk about the change in coaches and Doc Rivers, the new coach of the Bucks. Of course, one of our great sponsors, Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, but I've been selling them wrong because I should add to that they've been doing it well family-owned for over 50 years, for over 50 years. Think of how good you would be after 50 years when you were good the first year. 
simplify confusing insurance decisions. Not confusing to them, not for 50 years. Come up with level-funded health insurance. All Saganiac Planning, and I do it right now. Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service and doing it well for over 50 years. A phone number you can remember, Saganiac Planning, 262-783. Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. And then we're getting 262-783-6161. Nicely done, Pebble. And also a great sponsor of Saganiac Planning with Saganiac Planning, excuse me, for Rayman, his cousin subs, our contestant, Stephen Pewaukee, automatically gets a $50, or is it $25? Oops, I better have that right. I don't want to give him, he's going to say, I heard 50. No, it's 25, right, Pebble? $25, yes. gift card. Cousins is nice, but not that nice. Uh, baby for Steve, I'll throw in breakfast to Ted since I messed up. $25 gift card from Cousin Subs. And if he wins the contest, which runs until the end of June, he wins Cousin Subs for a year worth about $300. Steve, what is your resume on Rain Man? I am a first-time contestant. Oh, help him out, Pebble. I would tell him, but he won't listen anyway. Yep, don't dilly-dilly on questions. Say skip if you don't know it, and, or say pass, and uh, just move on to the next one because you only got two minutes. And one more thing. And don't Please, suck. Yes, sir. Yes. The first question is the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. Again, 15 questions, two minutes. You ready? Troy has the best, correct, Pebble? It's six? Correct. All right, you ready to go, Steve? Yes, sir. The first question, again, the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. Three, two, one, go. Who was Doc Rivers' coach at Marquette? Hank Raymond. Correct. He is leading the NBA this season in assists per game. Uh, Luca. Incorrect. He's leading the NBA this season in blocks per game. It's not Brooke Lopez. Indeed. Incorrect. Regular season. He led the Packers with eight receiving touchdowns. Jaden Reed. Correct. Regular season. He led the Packers with four rushing touchdowns. Aaron Jones. Incorrect. Worst Packer kicker ever. 1964, he made 12 field goals in 38 attempts. Anders Carlson. Incorrect. With how many teams has Joe Barry been the defensive coordinator? Three. Correct. How many games was Adrian Griffin the head coach of the Bucks? 43. Correct. As an interim coach, 2013, he was head coach of the Bucks for 50 games. Oh, Terry Scott. Incorrect. Oh, In the right. history of the Bucks, this coach has the best winning percentage, 69.8. Adrian Griffin. Correct. In the 2013-14 NBA season, Dick's bus coach had a 18% winning percentage, 15 and 67. Oh, God, what's that? Um, pass. Who has the most career points, Giannis, Kyrie Irving, or Magic Johnson? Magic. Correct. Where did Patrick Mahomes play college football? Texas Tech. Correct. How old is Patrick Mahomes? 27. Incorrect. How old is Jordan Love? 24. Incorrect. Oh. Uh, who had the terrible record as the Bucks coach? Oh, I thought you were going to get there. I got one, two. I still got, no, wait, I think I got seven. I got seven as well. Seven. Oh, man. And you were close to more. All right. How much time do we got? We got time, Pebble, so I'm not going to be. Uh, we got about five minutes. 
we got about five minutes. All right, who was Doc Rivers coaching Marquette? Yes, it was Hank Raymond's. All right, Pebble always tries because I think he's probably gets ten or more. He is leading the NBA this season in assists per game. Trey Young? Tyrese Halliburton played at Oshkosh North High School. He is leading the that. NBA this season in blocks per game. It's not Brooke, Lo- Brooke Lopez. Victor Webinyama? That is correct. Nicely done. He led the Packers with eight receiving touchdowns. You said Jaden Reed. Romeo Dobbs would also have been correct. Pebble, this was trick, but I know it's accurate because I checked. He led the Packers with four rushing touchdowns regular season. A.J. Dillon? Jordan Love. Check how many that Aaron Jones had in the regular season. But anyway, is that who, that's who you guessed, right? That's who you guessed, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. I think it's Jordan Love, but check just to make sure. Worst Packer kicker ever, 1964. He made 12 in 38. Oh, is that yep. Paul Horning? Paul Horning is correct. Uh, yes, Joe Barry's been defensive coordinator for three teams, Detroit, Washington, Green Bay. Yes, Adrian Griffin, head coach of the Bucks, 43 games. As an in-room coach, he's been a guest on this show. 2013, he was head coach of the Bucks for 50 games. Joe Prunty? Jim Boylan. In the history of the Bucks, this coach has the best winning percentage, 69.8. Yes, Adrian Griffin just slightly over Bud. Bud was like 69.3. This guy was horrible. 2013, 2014, the Bucks were 15 and 67. He was the coach. Name him, Pebble. Was that Terry Porter? Larry Drew. Oh, Larry Drew. Uh, who has the most career points? Giannis, Kyrie Irving, or Magic? Kyrie Irving, 16,000 plus. Giannis, 17,500. And Magic Johnson, 17,700. Meaning, if I do this in a couple weeks, it will be Giannis. Where did Patrick Mahone play college football? Yes, Texas Tech. This is where. This is where Steve feels like he could have had nine. How old is Patrick Mahomes? Tell him, Pebble. 28. 28. How old is Jordan Love? 25. 25. Ah. Think of that. Patrick Mahomes is only three years older than Jordan Love, and what he's accomplished is insane. What is it? Six straight conference championship games, correct? That's right, yep. Yep. All right, Steve, any final comment? You did pretty well. You're now our leader at seven, which, if you don't know, means that you can't compete until someone beats you. Um, Well, Homer, I just want to say this is my favorite hour of the day. Um, This is a great show. (laughs) I love your guests, Brian Balaga, and all the guys that come on. It's a great show. Thank you. They are good. Thank you. First-time caller, long-time listener, love the show. I don't even care, and I want to be clear on this, if Steve's lying. I don't care. And I don't care on Twitter if you think I'm the dumbest person or, as the person said, when I said I'm still nominating Hank the Dog to be in the Packer or the Brewers Walk of Fame or whatever it is. They have so many. And they said F you and the dog. I don't care. As long as that person listens to the show, you can F me every day on Twitter the rest of your life. Do you think that's true, Pebble? Do you think I'm telling the truth or do you think I'm making that up? I think you're uh, telling the truth, Homer. Yes. Yeah, that's all that matters. Why do I care what you think of me if you listen? All right, uh, let's see. Anything else? Pebble, did we forget anything? That uh, Marquette's playing at 8 o'clock against DePaul. 7.30 pregame, Gabe Neitzel? Yeah, DePaul's horrible. Uh, Their coach, they let go Monday. Uh, I am not the AD at DePaul, never will be. But the coach at Chicago State, I would have hired. Chicago uh, Northwestern defeated uh, number one team in the country, Purdue. Their next game, Northwestern at home, played Chicago State. Check Chicago State. It's thought that for many years they couldn't even win an inter-squad game. 
Um, Bo Ellis, the Marquette, was the coach there. I don't, I don't know if he ever won five. The day or the game after Northwestern beat number one Purdue, Chicago State came to Northwestern and beat Northwestern. That either gets you the job for life at Chicago State or the next job at DePaul. We'll see if it happens. See clearly uh, whoever it is. I don't even know his name. I guess that's bad reporting on my part. But, yes, 8 o'clock, Gabe Knights with a pregame at 7.30. And what did you learn from the show today, Pebble? Evero. Evero. It's not a battery. Evero. Next defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. If he's got Jason Wildey's recommendation and given what he's done, and he'd probably be happy to go in there after being with Charlotte. Or Carolina, I should say. Say it, Pebble. Evero. Evero. All right. I'll try to say it without yelling. Evero. Marquette basketball coming up. Thanks to Tony Smith. Thanks to Jason Wilkins. Thanks to TVV. TVV will get an extra long segment next week.